Welcome to Energy Matters to You, March 22nd, 2018 edition. The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. The Energy Matters to You podcast seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. We're your host. My name is Leo Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Ron Galuli. Ron, good to have you back on the line. Thanks, Leo. It's good to uh, hear your voice, and I'm glad we dodged this last nor'easter and didn't get much snow out of it. No, it's going out like a lamb. Months going out like a lamb. Yeah. So, Ron, we often talk about um, other sources of information that we we draw information on some of the podcasts we listen to, some of the conferences we go to. But uh, you and I were talking recently about uh, Utility Dive as a place to, to get some news. And uh, why don't you bring us up to speed on something you picked up uh, in a recent edition about uh, charging stations? Sure. Yeah, I, I get their daily uh, news feed. And then, you know, one topic that was interesting to look at last year was the Massachusetts utilities taking a collaborative approach to EV or electric vehicle infrastructure. Massachusetts expects the EV industry to grow very rapidly, but the utilities are trying to grow along with that so that the proper infrastructure is available for when the EVs do expand. We've got a guest today, Mike Pace from Horizon Energy Services, who's going to join and talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, why don't we do that? Why don't we welcome him on right now? Mike, uh, good to have you on Energy Matters to you. Well, thanks very much, Leo. Really appreciate the time and, and, and coming on board and great to hear from both you and Ron. Uh, work have known you guys for quite some time and really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. Well, you and uh, you and Ron walked the hallways of National Grid uh, a few decades ago, isn't that true? Ron wins the award for 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 me being his employee in two different companies. So <laughs> I have a, I, I I will get him that trophy someday sooner or later. But yes, I did have a great a great privilege to work with Ron at both Horizon and, and National Grid. That's great. So after your your time at uh, at National Grid, you you moved on to Horizon. Can you tell us a little bit about the kinds of things that you do for Horizon? Sure. Yeah. Happy to. Horizon Solutions. Uh, I came aboard as an engineer in the energy services division of Horizon. Horizon's a electric distributor, been around since uh, a little bit before the Civil War, kind of evolving throughout that time to sell and distribute and provide services for a variety of different products, mostly electrical centric for industrial automation, primarily around the Rockwell, Allen Bradley uh, product line. I work in the energy services group, and I've had a bunch of different roles in the group. I, I manage the group now for New England. And one of the things that we've had a great opportunity to become is partner with ChargePoint. We are a uh, signature reseller and installer for them. Uh, we took this uh, partnership online with ChargePoint uh, last year, late last year, and, and really looking uh, rolling hard this year to bring electric vehicle charging stations to the market. Ron, can you give us a little background on, on what the utilities approach has been and looks to be in the, in the near future with regard to electric vehicles? As best as I understand it. And oh, by the way, I know, Mike, you guys have a close relationship with ChargePoint. I was mentioning to Leo that, you know, it's that mass maritime mafia connection with uh, John Gilbrook, who works <laughs> at ChargePoint. We all worked together at uh, Grid at one time. So um, it's good to see that it's alive and well. But when the utility uh, scribes or categorized make ready, that's the infrastructure that's needed to accommodate for charging stations. So 
all the distribution network type of equipment and services that would enable these charging stations to actually be able to work and charge vehicles. So uh, the thought was to be able to expand that infrastructure and by granting the utility approval to get a return on developing that infrastructure, the thought was they'd be able to develop that system wide very quickly uh, to meet the growing demand. Otherwise, you know, that's where I think the bottleneck would be. So Mike, you guys are directly involved with both, I believe, Eversource and National Grid in um, moving those programs along. Yeah, we're, we've been a vendor of both utilities in the energy efficiency side of the business for uh, quite some time, number of years, probably about uh, 11 or 12 now. And um, this is a new advent for the utility to, um, I'll take a step back. I had a conversation with our staff here on a webinar and some folks that have known me for a long time have said, hey, Mike, you know, you've been proselytizing and preaching about people reducing their energy. Now you're telling me to increase their energy with charging stations. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was quite funny. And uh, it, I would phrase it a little different. I would say charging stations are a more efficient way to power your vehicle. So the basic concept of efficiency kind of carries through. But yeah, we're involved with both utilities to develop the marketplace for charging stations. And you, you'll hear a term in the future Ron mentioned it already called make ready. And that's a little bit of a new term for a lot of folks. And basically what that is, it's the all the infrastructure needed from the building underground to a concrete pad. So you can just place a charging station on top of it. So it's basically everything around that to basically just put a charging station on top of a concrete pad and have all the, the electrical and safety stuff needed uh, within that ready to go. It's called make ready. Yeah, they kind of have the same nomenclature for solar and, and backup generation, you know, as you, um, build all the infrastructure to support either backup generation or solar, there's a point that, that a connection point that the product has to meet the building's infrastructure and that's the make ready piece. And is there anything particularly challenging about the EV make ready infrastructure? Uh, no, it's um, it's really, it's basically um, basic electrical. Uh, a typical charging station requires 30 amps, uh, 30 amps, uh, two 30 amp circuits. If you have two cords attached to the station. And you just have to run a new electrical feed from the panel, leaving the panel, leaving the building underground. Hopefully, you won't have to do too much trenching, as we call it, and then bring that right to the make-ready spot. And so, who are the kinds of people that the Horizon is approaching about um, that this infrastructure, this make-ready infrastructure? So, there's a variety of uh, market segments that have a huge benefit for electric vehicle charging. And to look at a macro-level view, uh, the estimation and, and is that... By 2025, 25% of the vehicles entering the marketplace will be electric in some way, shape, or form. And there's three basic types of electric vehicles. You have your traditional hybrid, which is kind of like that Toyota Prius that we've had forever. And that relies on a lot of regenerative braking to um, get your uh, efficiency improvements. Then you have a uh, PHEV, the plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, which has both a electric motor and a gasoline ICE, internal combustion engine, um, and that's because they're kind of the best of both worlds. And then you have the true pure electric vehicle, so that's your Tesla Model S, your Chevy Bolt with a B, um, that rely 100% on electric generation. And like I said, through those three tiers of products, the estimation is that by 2025, a quarter of the vehicle sold will be uh, have some electric component to it. Do you have a sense of where we are currently? Yeah, I do. It's a pretty wild marketplace. I don't know if they've broken 1 million electric vehicles in the U.S. sold just yet, but they're pretty close. 
as of September 2017, they're at 710,000 electric vehicles in the U.S. And the trend line has been very steep in that um, the, the expectation was that the at least in the first quarter of 2018, we would break over a million. Can you take that, that uh, formula? That's the expectation. Yeah. Can you take that one million number and uh, and give it to a percentage? What percentage of new vehicles sold does that represent? Is it less than five percent? Yeah, it's still less than five percent. It's still very small, but the the trend line relative to other vehicles, the trend line is much deeper. Okay. So there's a All big right. uptick in the, in the marketplace quite a bit. Now, and I think at this point there's about sixty. I'm sorry, fifty different types of vehicles in the U.S. that have some type of electric capacity to it. Now, Mike, the um, the Make Ready project and uh, and Horizon Solutions solutions to the marketplace are not in selling vehicles, but, but, but putting in the infrastructure to allow for the charging of these vehicles. And, I, and I'm wondering exactly right. um, what, what types of businesses or locations are the, the highest priority, the best fit for the EV charging infrastructure? Yeah, you bet. Um, there's, there's, there's three different types of EV charging. Uh, very simple, type one, two, and three. Type one is a standard plug that you have in your house, 120 volts, and that can charge your vehicle in about 12 hours. Type two, which is more of a commercial municipal mixed use type option is 208 volt charging, and that'll charge your vehicle in about half that time, so about four to six hours. And then type three is a DC fast charging. The DC fast charging can charge a, a vehicle in about 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how much charge or how much capacity is left in the battery. And those three different products kind of fit three different uh, different market segments within business. The vast majority of folks are going to look at that. In the residential world, they may look at that type one 120-volt plug. That's really overnight charging. So you plug, you come home at night, you plug your car in, you wake up the next morning, your car's ready to go. That's that type of solution. Type two is going to be, the, in my opinion, the biggest fit for the marketplace. And the verticals that would really benefit well are retail, commercial properties, multifamily. And then the Type 3, which is the DC fast charging, that's going to be more for your fleet charging and, and charging stations that are along major throughways, like on the Mass Pike, on 128, stuff to that effect, and really more of a fleet-type solution. That's a great overview, Mike. Hey, Ron, let me ask you, in all the industrial and commercial clients that you're bumping into, do you see this discussion and evaluation of the different charging solutions, the Type 1, Type 2, Type 3 in your customers? In my travels, I haven't seen that that many customers talking about it. There's still, you know, there's buzz about solar, obviously, and storage. But what I noticed, Mike, is when I look at the schematic here, the, the filing, there's a lot of moving parts here, Mike. And you mentioned earlier that one of your specialties is actually coordinating the whole process, if you will, for the customer to be able to participate and the utility to be able to participate and matching them together to actually make this happen. Exactly right. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to this. You know, Horizon, my group is traditionally focused on the energy efficiency side. So going into a building, finding ways to improve your facility that reduces your energy usage, develop a real true return on investment. Um, this is a little bit of a different take on that in that um, you have a lot of different facets that are coming in that potentially could increase your electric usage. So you got to kind of do it in a way that makes sense and gives you that solution you're looking for that provides an electric vehicle charging station so you can charge your vehicles, but also mitigate any potential increases in electrical usage by doing some energy efficiency at the same time. 
Hey, Mike, Ron brings up a really interesting point. Uh, we, the three of us have been involved in energy efficiency for a long time, and no project is ever easy. There's always a whole bunch of cat herding that needs to take place, and there's obstacles at every potential uh, aspect of the project. Can you, can you give uh, our listeners an, an idea of what are some of the biggest challenges or hurdles or objections that you hear from um, customers and prospects as they're moving through the process of, of making ready a site? Yeah, the, the, um, the biggest thing I think people need to understand is the amount, is the farther away you place the EV charger from the point of source of electricity, meaning the electric panel in the building, the more money it would cost to get all the necessary electrical infrastructure to the charging station. So you have to bring a trenching machine, you know, dig trenches, you may need to go through pavements, stuff to that effect. So being aware of that and finding the right location where you want it and recognize the cost associated with that is critical. Okay. For a lot of folks. Yeah. And now when you're selling them, what are the, what are the benefits of, uh, of installing the stations? Yeah, the benefits are, are great. So if you're a, a retailer or in hospitality, so hotels and stuff to that effect, you want to obviously increase visits and get people to come to your facility for a longer amount of time. Um, if you're a retailer, you want to have them increase their shopping baskets. If you're in hospitality, you want to have them stay for as long as they can. Right. So this is another avenue to do that. Think about a mall, like a traditional mall. Not a lot of folks go to a mall anymore. This is another way for mall owners to get people into their mall buying things for a longer period of time. Same deal with typical hotels. If you have an electric vehicle and you need a place to charge it and you're on the road, you're going to go to the hotel that has the electrical charging station. So those two things benefit hugely. In, in the workplace, it's an interesting um, economics. A lot of younger millennials want, to want, want the option of electric vehicle charging. Um, the benefits financially for a person who owns an electric vehicle are huge. You know, you can save, depending on your driving habits and the type of vehicle you have, you can save between five and $2,000 a year by switching to a vehicle. So that's a, a great benefit to companies to keep and retain workers. And then obviously companies always have sustainability goals. This is another way to achieve that, another, another avenue for that. Now, do you anticipate that, over the next year, two years, that most of the installations will be in, in type two and type three installations? I think mostly most of the installations will be type two. Um, type three, we've gone to a number of customers to review that. And, and the challenge you have with type three, there's a two parts of a, there's a, there's a lot of upfront capital that needs to happen. The DC charging station order of magnitude can be you know, $50,000 or so just for the equipment for the, for the DC charging station. Okay. And then when you think about all the infrastructure you need to add to that, the DC charging station can draw 50 KWs. That's five, uh, five zero KW. And you need a lot of infrastructure improvements to the building that can um, be cost prohibitive. Right. So those are the kind of hurdles that a lot of folks are evaluating right now for the DC charging type system. Before someone launches in, what are the kind of the things that, that they want to know? Um, so when they approach you, they're, they're informed and ask the right questions and can, can give you the background that you need to help them figure out if an EV charge station makes sense for their, for their need. It's a great question and one that I always start with the same uh, discussion. All EV charging stations, no matter what they are, they are a plug. It's the same, it's, it's a different style of plug that you have in your house, but it's a plug nonetheless. 
the real value to folks that choose ChargePoint is the data that you get from ChargePoint. Um, you know, one of the things that people need to think about when you put a charging station in your facility is, okay, when someone's done charging, how do I make sure they, that they know they have to move their car? How do I find out how, how, much, how much utilization the charging station is being utilized at? What types of vehicles are coming to it? Uh, all those different pieces of information that are so oftentimes overlooked and not thought about because this is a new technology and folks, this is new to a lot of folks. So I always tell folks, look at what ChargePoint provides from a data acquisition, all the different nuances that come with that around the plug, so to speak. And that's the value, I think, for a lot of folks for ChargePoint. I always tell folks, if you just want a plug, there's, easy, there's a, just put a plug in the wall. Yeah. Um, but if you want the information around that, all the different pieces of, of information that comes from the charge point system, then that's the value to them. So you got to think about how you want to use the system, why you want to use it, and, and what you want to get out of it before you kind of go too deep into it. Right. Good. Ron, we started our conversation today by um, talking about the utility dive piece and what they had summarized about National Grid and Eversource and the policies they've put forward in these Make Ready programs. Ron, are you seeing anything in the way of uh, incentives that are being provided by the utilities for the for the Make Ready infrastructure? They do they do mention the incentives in the program. And I, Mike, do you know any particulars about those incentives and how they can help the customer out? Yeah, there's a variety of incentive buckets that are available to customers uh, both today and then shortly in the future. The incentives provided from the utility, I think, are going to be flushed out a little bit more, but they will provide some level of, of financials to support the infrastructure for EV charging. To what extent, I'm not fully certain yet, but there will be something there. The incentives that are available at the state level from the DOER, the Division of Energy Resources, provides up to 50% of the hardware cost for EV charging. So that's the actual physical charging station itself. And that's available at the DOER's website. You can get more information from that. And then with the recent tax bill that passed uh, late 2017 that went into effect in 2018, there is some depreciation benefit for capital improvements that end users can can leverage to make the finances much more attractive. That's cool. Well, clearly this is an area of, of great growth and Horizon Solutions is in a, in a position of, and I think um, the utility dive piece that Ron was referring to talks about a 50 times increase in the number of zero emissions uh, vehicles on the road. So, Clearly a spot for growth. Mike, are there other spots um, besides the Horizon Solutions website that you'd suggest people go to get more information about you know, evaluating their, their own need and application for electric vehicle charging stations? Yeah, you bet. Um, chargepoint.com provides, if you uh, go into the D and go into chargepoint.com, there's a bunch of links there that provide the latest and greatest incentive programs by state. And that allows folks to kind of see what's available to them at a statewide level. And they keep that, they update that, ChargePoint updates that regularly. So it's a great resource that I leverage quite a bit. From that website, you can also, when, when you navigate to the individual state website, each, each state website has some great information on their programs for electrification of vehicles. Great, great way to start and really kind of cut your teeth on that. That's great. Well, good. Well, we, we do want to keep these uh, in the 15, 20 minute time frame, And uh, you've certainly filled us up with plenty of good information. So Mike Pace, sales manager, and so much more for Horizon Solutions, appreciate you coming on. Guys, thanks so much for having me. And Ron, always a pleasure to have your perspective. Thank you, Leo. Um, and Mike, I was just trying to confirm the rumor that Horizon 
would be buying you a Tesla to be able to um, walk the walk, talk the talk, so to speak, when you do your customer well, business. I would, is that true? I would fully support that rumor, but it is a rumor at this time. Uh, if you have any uh, leverage with the uh, the owners at Horizon, please please put in a good word. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope it I hope it does come true. I would you you, you and me both. That's great. Well, Mike Pace, thanks again. Horizon Solutions, best of luck. We'll be tracking you and, uh, and, and wish you great success. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. I really appreciate it. Big thank you to all the folks who have taken time to download and listen to the Energy Matters to You podcast. We've got a few hundred folks who've, uh, who've downloaded them, and, uh, and it's a growing community. In fact, we've got nearly 100 folks on the LinkedIn page following us as well. Ron, any, uh, any updates that we should pass along as we close out today's episode? Well, Leo, as we talked earlier, we, we are have been producing about an average of about three a month now. So we're hoping to grow the listener base. And if you have any ideas or would like to be on the podcast or sponsor the podcast, please let us know. That's great. So, yeah, we, we always appreciate feedback, interested in your suggestions about topics and guests. So for Energy Matters to you, this has been Leo Ryan and Ron Galuli. There's work to be done. Go make a difference. Bye.